Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Final seconds here in this NBA season. The respect from those two. And that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble. And banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 146 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry. I'm back with another episode, man. It's very, very late in the weekend. Usually I have episodes already out, but um, this has been a crazy week for me, man. I started a new job and schedule just been all out of whack, man. So I don't really have the flexibility of being able to record when I want to record. Um, but I'm still giving you guys a weekly episode, man. If you're on YouTube, hello again. You guys can see me. And it looks different. I really, really want to encourage everybody to watch this thing on YouTube because it's just going to hit that much different. Y'all see, y'all see, y'all see what I'm wearing. Y'all see, y'all see how it's about to go down, man. But if you're tuned in, just listening to the audio, man, I appreciate everybody for the continued love and support. I love all my listeners and I want to thank you guys so much. But we got to start and everybody knows what I'm going to start with. The Los Angeles Lakers are the NBA champions. Woo! They're the champs, man. I, it's crazy, man. It's been one hell of a journey. And shouts out to LeBron James. Shouts out to Anthony Davis. Shouts out to Rajon Rondo, who was instrumental. Shout out to head coach Frank Vogel. Shout out to Alice Caruso. Danny Green. KCP. Shouts out to... Marky Morris, Dwight Howard, JaVel McGee. Uh, man, shout out to the rookie Taylor Horton Tucker. Shouts out to shouts out to everybody. I said Caruso. Shout out to Alex Caruso if I, uh, if I forgot to say his name. But the Lakers are the champs, guys. And it, it's, it's, it's been so surreal for me. It's been shout out to my man Quinn Cook, too. Shout out to Jared Dudley as well. But it's been such a surreal experience and moment for me because I've been a Los Angeles Lakers fan my entire life. Well, at least to the age of five. Ever since I remember watching basketball, that was the first team I liked. I've told the story over and over again. I like the guy with the afro that wore number eight. And that's how I became a fan. It's just like that, man. Um, It's been a hell of a journey. It's been a hell of a ride, man. Last time the Lakers won a championship was in 2010. The Lakers have actually started off every decade winning the championship. That's 2000, that's 2010, and now 2020. I wanted them to go get this championship for Kobe. I said a couple of weeks ago, hashtag win 17 for Bean, and they did it. And I'm so proud of this team, and I'm just so proud of the organization. They they, they held their heads high, man. It's been a year unlike any other. Obviously, we know 2020 the first 25 days of 2020 were very, very promising. And uh, once Kobe and Gigi and the other members that were on that helicopter passed away, man, it sort of just went downhill, man. We also lost David Stern in 2020. And, you know, coronavirus has hit. The pandemic has hit. Everything got shut down. You know, jobs, businesses, all our sports leagues got shut down. It's been a year unlike any other. So I am super, super proud of this team, man. I I love the Lakers, man. I love the Lakers. But I got a salute to the Miami Heat, man. 
I got to salute Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolster, who I think is a top five coach. I just got to salute the whole crew, man. Bam. He, he, he thugged it out, but he wasn't 100%. Drogic came back in game six. He clearly wasn't 100%. He walked on the floor limping. And But I just got a shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. He he has elevated himself, and he's been looking like a superstar, man. I, he he has to be. I used to look at Jimmy Butler as like maybe a top 20 player, but now I got to look at him in a different light because not many people had the heat coming out of the East. I did. I, I, I will say I did. Because at first I didn't know, but once I looked up at how the bracket lined up, I said, oh, the Pacers, oh, they'll beat them at five max. They swept them. The Bucks, I said, they'll, they'll beat them at six. They beat them at five. They got the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. I said, I, I don't know, man, but I think they could win. They got them out of the way in six. And they took the Lakers to six, man. Jimmy Butler pretty much took the Lakers to six, if we're being honest, man. Because Bam was banged up. He missed a couple of games, I believe. Goran Dragic missed several games in this series. But it was really just Jimmy Butler and a bunch of shooters and young pups like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, a bunch of guys that, that aren't really their best players. But the team is, is so well built and is so well coached. And that's why you got to shout out to Eric Spolster and Pat Riley because they, they – They've done so great at just because even when LeBron left, the Heat still they didn't completely tank. Like they they didn't completely they weren't horrible. They they still were able to be afloat and still still remain relevant. You know what I'm saying? You still had Dwayne Wade, and you know he went back to Chicago. He went to Chicago, then he went to the Cavs, then he came back to the Heat. You know they were still pretty relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like they picked up Drogic, they were still relevant, but. Now, they're showing that they're, well, at least for this year, they were the best team in the Eastern Conference. So, I want to shout out to that team, shout out to that organization, man, because they pushed the Lakers, man. They pushed them. They really did. And I thought, you know, when Drogic and Bam went down, I thought it was going to be a sweep, to be quite honest with you. I definitely thought a sweep or five, but they ended up pushing the Lakers to six. And I got to give credit when credit is due. Jimmy Butler, he... Didn't have the best game six, but I mean, the guy, he put the team on his back for the other five games. So I got to give credit when credit is due, man. Um, he had just a heroic effort, man. So shout out to Jimmy Butler, man. Um, I also want to shout out to Dwight Howard. This was his second stint back in Los Angeles. We all know how the first stint went with Kobe. And, you know, he didn't like playing with Kobe. Kobe, you know. Kobe wanted them to, to, to take it more serious, go harder and bang and, and stuff like play through pain, play through injury. And Dwight didn't like that at the time, man. Dwight was still a young player, um, you know, back then. And, you know, he got his, he got a second chance at redemption, man. He even tweeted back in 2013 that he hopes he can make it up to the Lakers. And he did, man. Shout out to Dwight Howard. He wasn't as instrumental in the Miami series as he was in the Nuggets series, but he was he was huge in that Nuggets series. So shout out to Dwight, man. He's definitely a Hall of Famer in my book. You just got to look at the guy's resume, man. I feel like a lot of people have soured on Dwight Howard ever since. I feel like ever since his departure from the Lakers. I mean, he still had some relevant years in Houston, but after that, he went to Atlanta. Well, no, I think he I think he got bought out by them, but he was with Charlotte. I said Atlanta, Charlotte, the Wizards. And 
Yeah, people kind of just forgot about him. But when the when the Lakers first got him, I said, oh, this is going to be a nice piece. This is going to be a big piece, man. I still feel like he can come in and do exactly what he did through these playoffs, man. Shout out to Dwight Howard, man. I just want some people to put some respect on this man's name. And, of course, shout out to LeBron, like I said, uh, four finals MVP. Uh, four, he's a four-time league MVP. Him and Michael Jordan, the only ones to do so. Shout out to Anthony Davis, man, because... This Anthony Davis was honestly looking like the same story we've seen. A very, very talented player, but just can't win a championship. He comes to the Lakers via trade, and him and LeBron, they just gel so quickly, man. And Anthony Davis was everything as advertised, man. You look, Anthony Davis, honestly, through the first two games of the finals, was looking like the finals MVP. And then LeBron sort of, uh, sort of took over. Anthony Davis had a couple of like, he had one game in like the teens or something like that as far as scoring. But shout out to Anthony Davis, man. This guy truly looks like the guy that could possibly carry the torch after LeBron hangs it up, whenever LeBron hangs it up, because LeBron, he looking like he could still go for a few more years. So shouts out to Anthony Davis. But before I move on from this topic, I want to shout out to a lot of people, man, because the Lakers, it's been such a long journey, man. Like Kobe Bryant's last year. Yes, it was his last year. It was the Phil World Tour. But can anybody tell me their record? I remember the Lakers were 17 and 65 Kobe's last year. 17 and 65. That is a horrible record. That is the worst record in franchise history. They also had a, another couple of years, like 20 and 62. Like they were horrible. They were horrible. So, with that being said, I want to shout out to everybody that played for the Lakers across that time. Hopefully, I don't forget any names. I'm sure I will. But shouts out to Robert Sacre, Carlos Boozer, Manny Harris, Andrew Gowlock, Darius Morris, Tari Black, Roy Hibbert, Wesley Johnson, Xavier Henry, Nick Young. Man, Lou Williams, Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, Brooke Lopez. Oh, man. Hope I'm not drawing a blank. Um, What's that guy? Ronnie Price. Um, <laughs> this is so funny. This is so crazy, man. Ryan Kelly, Jordan Hill, Jeremy Lin, Wayne Ellington. Do you guys remember that starting five? Jordan Clarkson, Wayne Ellington, Ryan Kelly, believe uh, Tariq Black. It was crazy, man. It was crazy, bro. Bro, it was crazy. We literally lived this. I lived this, man. I'm so excited that I'm able to sit here and just tell you guys. And you guys can see me telling this story. Because like I'm saying, you guys got to watch the visuals for this episode because it is different, man. It is totally different. This morning, I was watching the final moments of game six. And I, and I, I broke out into tears, man. It's been crazy. Did I forget anybody else? Did I forget anybody I hope I didn't. Oh, uh, but shouts out to all of the former Lakers players. And before I get to the, the to the last crew, uh, like the Julius Randles, the Larry Nash Jones, Isaiah Thomas. I forgot about Isaiah Thomas. We had um, whew, we had so many different guys. And then the last crew, I want to shout out especially man, the last guys that left. They were the deciding factor in helping us get Anthony Davis. Shout out to Lonzo Ball, still one of my favorite players in the league. Shouts out to Brandon Ingram, who 
emerged as a star this season, was a first-time All-Star, also won the Most Improved Player Award. And shouts out to Josh Hart as well, man. He's from the DMV. Uh, shout out to Jay Hart, man. Uh, without you guys, it wasn't possible. It really wasn't possible. But I hope I didn't forget anybody. I think Brandon Bass played for the Lakers too, like a, a minute ago, man. It's, <laughs> it's been so crazy, man. It's been so crazy. It's been one hell of a ride. And I'm still, I'm still in disbelief, man. But I will say this before I get off the Lakers, man. I don't think they can run run this team back. I don't think so. Here's why. Uh, in the East, next year, you're going to have what could be a force in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, as well as those other talented players on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you're also going to have on the West, Golden State is going to be back. And not just that, but everybody has gained experience from this. The Clippers are going to be back. Trailblazers uh, should be in the mix. Uh, Nuggets, definitely, man. They they went to the Western Conference Finals. They're hoping to build upon that. You know, you still got Houston. Who knows what they're going to do with that team and that roster. I know Daryl Morey just stepped down. But you got so many teams. The Spurs, will they be back in the playoffs? I don't think they'll be a real threat to the Lakers, but I'm just saying in general, the Grizzlies, um, they were in the playoffs until – the bubble happened and they lost to the Trailblazers. They were in the mix. Uh, Phoenix Suns have gotten better. They were 8-0 in the bubble. You know, it's just so many different teams, man. So are the Jazz as well. So many teams in the West. Things going to be tough, man. But I've just seen a lot of inconsistency. But the Lakers also um, debunked a narrative uh, in, throughout the championship run. The narrative was always you need a third guy. Who's going to be the third guy? Who's going to be the third guy? Well, on different nights, there was a different third guy. Marquis Morris was a third guy. KCP was a third guy. Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma. It sort of was interchangeable as far as the consistency. Anthony Davis and LeBron, they had to be dominant, and that's what they pretty much did throughout the entire playoffs. They were they were dominant. Let's just let's just say say what it is. They were absolutely dominant. And it was always a, a different Rajon Rondo was another guy who could step up and be the third guy, especially in game six. Rondo was sensational in that game. So I say all this to say, man, I just think I don't think they can run that back. I really don't. I don't think it's a, a sustainable. I can't even talk. I don't think it's going to be a sustainable recipe uh, because, you know, coaches are smarter. You're going to get figured out a little more. But I just think. I just think from. And, and also a perimeter shooting aspect, man. I, I just think they're going to have to retool, maybe get like a Jeremy Grant, maybe sound like a Joe Harris. Um, they, need, they need at least one knockdown shooter, a knockdown shooter. Not, 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 not players who can shoot because they have guys that can shoot but aren't necessarily shooters. Kuzma, he can shoot the ball. Uh, he didn't have a great NBA Finals. KCP, um, he was the Lakers' third leading scorer. He can shoot the ball as well, but he's not necessarily a shooter. You know what I'm saying? Danny Green, I don't know what happened to his jump shot from Toronto and San Antonio, but he's not a, not necessarily a shooter, but he can shoot the ball. Uh, Rayshon Rondo's an improved shooter. So I don't really know. They have a lot of guys with player options. Anthony Davis, he has opted out already, but plans to resign. KCP, he has a player option as well. And yeah, Dwight Howard's a free agent. Rayshon Rondo also has a player option. So we might see just a slight retooling. They're not going to completely scrap the team. You might see them try to make a trade 
They're gonna they're gonna try to pursue players that fit the team. So, but but by all means, I don't think they can run this exact roster back. I do not think so. And that's it. That is it. So let's move on to the National Football League, man. And I actually didn't even check off all the games that I got wrong. Um, so I'm gonna do that right now. And I was doing real good at the picks, man. I was like 11 and 5, 11 and 5. Then I had like um 11, 4, and 1, 10 and 5. Uh, week five though, I don't think I predicted. I don't think I predicted um double digit games, man. It was tough. And we did have a bye week too, so it was tough, man. But the Thursday nighter, man, this is the first game I predicted incorrectly, and it was the um, Chicago Bears hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The final score in this one was 20 to 19. The Bucs jumped out in this game 13 to nothing. And I thought, all right, you know, they're going to win, man. It's the Bears. I, I don't really like watching no Bears football, to be honest with you. I really don't. It's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of nasty to watch. So I just, I just, I just went upstairs. I went on about my business and I woke up and I see that the Bears beat the Bucs. Tom Brady didn't shake Nick Foles' hand. Tom Brady forgot what down it was. I've seen that. Um, this is Nick Foles' second time beating Tom Brady. He is now 2-0 against Brady. And this was the first game I, I picked incorrectly. Next game, football team, Rams. I did not pick this one incorrectly. Uh, for those of you guys wondering. And the final score in this one was 30-10. to This was Sean McVay's homecoming. His first game back in FedEx Field. And... For the football team, it was rough, man. It was rough. They started Kyle Allen after benching Dwayne Haskins and demoting him to QB3. But also in this game was the return of Alex Smith, man. And it feels good to see him back out there, man, because he had 17 major surgeries, man. Could have died, could have had his leg amputated and if, you know, if things went wrong. But he was back out there on the field after Kyle Allen got injured. Alex Smith was back in the game. Even took a few sacks, man. Aaron Donald got him a couple of times, man. But shout out to Alex Smith, man, being a hero, being a great role model to his kids, just being something that you could look up to. And just that's just a great American story just to see him back on the field, man. It was it was crazy. It was surreal. Like I saw Kyle Allen go. I was like, wait a minute. Alex Smith is about to come in. Alex Smith came back into the game, came into the game. So shout out to Alex Smith. Uh, that was probably the only highlight for the football team, seeing Alex Smith come in the game because, I mean, he didn't necessarily play well, but I mean, that's what you would expect some Russ. He hasn't played in a long time. He hasn't played since 2018. Uh, but with that being said, man, the Rams, they look good. Jared Goff look good. They the, the football team let him get comfortable, man. He threw four with 300 yards, two touchdowns, even ran for one. <laughs> Cam Akers had a, a nice little game. Gerald Everett, they had, you know, solid contributions from all around. Aaron Donald had four sacks, man, so he had a day. I did get this game correct, though. Next game, I'm actually going to move this down because this game ended up getting flexed to Tuesday night. But uh, next game after this, Steelers and Eagles. I did get this one correctly, but this game was, it was interesting. It was, it was definitely interesting, man. But the big story in this game was Chase Claypool having four touchdowns in this game. He had four touchdowns. He was really big for the Steelers. And the Eagles put up a fight, though. They put up a fight. They only lost by nine. Final score, 38 to 29. Carson Wentz did lead all passers between him and Big Ben. He had a couple of touchdowns. 
Passed for a little over 200 yards. Miles Sanders had two TDs on the day. Uh, Travis Fogum uh, for the Eagles has been quite a little story, man. He had a big game this past game. He had 10 catches, 152 yards, and a TD. Uh, shout out to Fogum, man. Uh, but the final score in this one, Eagles did not get the W. Steelers win 38-29. to Next game, Jets, Cardinals. I started to get a little worried about the Cardinals, man, because if you couldn't beat the Jets, that is a problem in itself. Uh, but they did. They beat him handily. Final score in this one was 30 to 10. Kyler Murray, he had a nice little game. He had a touchdown. Uh, threw for that 380. Oh, my goodness. Kyler Murray threw for 380. Wow. Um, I knew he had a solid game, but I didn't know he threw for 380. De DeAndre Hopkins had six catches for a buck 31 and a touchdown. Keon Drake, he had a solid game. The Jets are just a mess. They're just a mess. Uh, next game, Chiefs and Raiders. This was the upset of the week. Um, final score in this one was 40-32. I knew that the Raiders had a slight chance. I didn't think they would win, though. I didn't think they would win outright. But they beat the Chiefs in a way that I don't think many teams can beat the Chiefs. And to beat the Chiefs, you got to beat them by scoring. You got to outscore them. Final score in this one was 40-32. Derek Carr, oh, dual Patrick Mahomes. He threw for 347 and three TDs. Josh Jacobs had a solid game getting into the end zone twice. Henry Ruggs, the deep threat that he is, he had a nice play over the top, like 72 yards. And a touchdown, man. Uh, for the Chiefs, man, Travis Kelsey did put the blame on himself. He did have a couple of key drops. And he wasn't you know, necessarily sharp. But, I mean, for the Chiefs, I'm not worried about them at all. I mean, stuff like this happens. Random stuff like this happens. Final score, though, 40-32. Obviously, I picked this game incorrectly. Next game, Texans-Jaguars. This was the Texans' first game after firing head coach Bill O'Brien. Final score in this one was 30-14. to Deshaun Watson had two touchdowns. No, three, I'm sorry. 359 yards passing. Hooked up with Brandon Cooks for one. He had a nice day, man. 161 yards. Well, my dad had him in fantasy, but he had him on the bench. But he definitely was eating in this game. Final score, though, 30 to 14. Texans get their first win of the season. Next game, Ravens, Bengals. Not too much to talk about. The Bengals only scored a field goal, and that was in garbage time with like 40 seconds left. Uh, the Ravens, they look good, man. I don't even remember them. I think it was like 27 to 3. Where is it at? Yeah, 27 to 3 was the final score. Lamar Jackson only had three rushing yards in this game. This is the lowest since. His time in Louisville. So that was a while ago, man. Uh, final score, though, 27-3. Not too many statistics to talk about in this game. Next game, Falcons-Panthers. I don't I don't even remember who I predicted this game. I think... I think I... I'm just going to... I think I picked the Panthers. Final score in this one was 23-16. Teddy Bridgewater had a nice game. Uh, hooking up with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson has been a pleasant uh, story for the Panthers this year. Nice offseason pickup. Been playing good. Excuse me. Todd Gurley had a nice game. Calvin really had a nice game. Uh, Julio Jones was out for this one. I think he was. I think he was out. Yeah, he was out. Yeah, he was out. That's right. He he, he was announced inactive on Sunday morning. I remember now. Uh. For the Falcons, though, man, they, they dropped to 0-5. They uh, fired Dan Quinn. They also fired the GM, promoted Raheem Morris, former coach of the Buccaneers, was on the Washington staff a couple of years ago as well. And 
I think they could beat the Vikings next week. I do. That's actually one of my picks. But final score in this one, 23-16. to 16. Next game, 49ers-Dolphins. I got this one wrong. Like, <laughs> completely wrong. Uh, the 49ers, they got Molly Wapped. They got Molly Wapped, 43-17. Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a nice game. Three touchdowns in this one. 49ers, not much happened. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look necessarily sharp. Maybe they rushed him back a week early. I know he's going to start this week. But they, they got Molly Wapped, man. 43-17. I definitely got this one wrong. Next game, Cowboys-Giants. I got this one correctly, but I'm a little sad about this one because... Because um, Dak Prescott, man, he went out with a broken ankle. He's, obviously, we know he's playing on the franchise tag. And this is why guys sit out. This is why guys don't sign the tag. You guys remember a few years ago, Le'Veon Bell, he opted out of the season after he, well, he refused to sign the franchise tag because he wanted his guaranteed money. So he ended up sitting out the entire year, signed with the Jets, and that didn't go as planned. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Got to remind myself to talk about that. Um, yeah, but this is why guys do it. This guys want to get paid. This is why guys hold out. They don't go to camp. They want their money. They want their money. They want their guaranteed money. They want the financial security. And everybody deserves it and everybody needs it, especially for a player like Dak, man. He's proven to be a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's amongst the elite, but he's still a franchise QB. With that being said, but Cowboys did get it done. Andy Dalton stepped in. He's definitely the first or second best backup quarterback. Uh, you know, he started for a number of years in Cincinnati. You know, him and Nick Foles are the two best backup QBs. Uh, but shout out to Andy Dalton, man, for coming in and hooked up with Michael Gallup a couple of times in that last drive. Uh, shout out to Andy Dalton, man. I think he. I think the Cowboys would be just fine. I don't think it's going to be. Too much of a big drop-off between the production of Andy Dalton and Dak Prescott. Uh, Shout-out to the Cowboys, man. They got it done, though. Next game, Browns-Colts. I got this one incorrectly. I know for a fact I did because I remember last week I was like, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And the Browns ended up winning, man. Baker Mayfield um, threw for two TDs in this game. Kareem Hunt had a nice game. They just they picked six Rick, uh, Phillip Rivers, man. They had a nice game, man. Final score, though, 32 to 23. Browns win. Uh, this game was a game that was postponed. So let's move to week six. Next game, Sunday Nighter, Seahawks, the Vikings. I got this one correct. The Vikings, man, they, they should have won. But they wanted to go forward on fourth down and they wanted to be cute and kind of wanted to put the game away. And they got stopped. And what does Russell Wilson do? He does what Russell Wilson does. He drives down the field, um, makes some plays with DK Metcalf, and they score. They win the game. Shout out to Russell Wilson, man. Definitely my MVP so far. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a bye week. Josh Allen slacked off, but I would definitely say Russell Wilson, man. He's looking like the league MVP. Uh, the Seahawks got this one. Final score was... 27 to 26. Next game, the Monday Nighter. We had the Saints and the Chargers. And this game was interesting. To me, it was more so about Justin Herbert than it was about the Saints, man. Because Justin Herbert, he looked good. He had four touchdowns, man. He's been going up against some elite guys, man. He went up against Patrick Mahomes. He went up against Tom Brady. 
He went up against Drew Brees. Like, he is going up against the best of the best and some definitely Hall of Fame guys and some all-timers. He's going up against those guys. And he's, he's looking pretty good in those games, man. I know he's definitely going up against the defenses, obviously. But he's definitely been balling out. Like, he had four touchdowns in this game, man. To me, this game was more so about the Chargers and the development of Justin Herbert than the Saints, man. They won. Uh, the Chargers kicker makes that field goal, 50 yarder. He should make it, especially inside of a dome. No crowd. He should make that field goal. Chargers win this game, but they lose. The Chargers struggle at closing out games. They lost a lot of one possession games recently, man, over the last couple of years. It's been bad. But Drew Brees and the crew get it done. Emmanuel Sanders had 12 catches for 122 yards. He's pretty much the only big story for the Saints if you want to talk about them. But shout out to Justin Herbert again, man. You got to shout out to him. So let's tally this up. One, two, three, four. Oh, and I'm sorry. The Titans and the Bills. That game was moved to Tuesday. I got this one incorrectly. I was riding the Bills Mafia train. And they let me down. <laughs> they let me down. Let's just call it what it is. Bills Mafia, you guys let me down. Not only did y'all let me down, y'all got destroyed. I did not know Tredavious White was going to be inactive. I did not, did not know John Brown was also going to be inactive. But you guys got destroyed. Like, you, like you guys never recovered from when Derrick Henry stiff-armed Josh Norman. <laughs> We're being honest. Uh, they got it done. 42-16, to 16, I believe, was the final score. Shout out to the Titans. So... Let's see. Let's tally this up. So nine and five. That's not bad. There was a game postponed and there was the Packers and the Lions on a bye. So that's why it's nine and five. Let's move on to week six. And before I hop into week six, man, the rich got richer this week. The Kansas City Chiefs have signed former All-Pro running back Le'Veon Bell, man. Now, I still think Le'Veon Bell is still, you know, probably a top 12 running back in the league. You look at it, you look at the backs, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Saquon, Zeke. I'm not saying it's in any order, so please don't be offended. Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Um, mm, I guess he's in that, he's in that Todd Gurley type category. So he's still, Chris Carson is also great. I like Chris Carson a lot. And he's definitely in that mix. And I think the Jets, the Jets was just a bad fit. Him and Adam Gates have been clashing since last year. Adam Gates didn't necessarily want them to sign him, but they did. And it was just a mess. It was just a mess. And Adam Gates is not a good head coach whatsoever. I don't know when he's going to be fired, but I thought he would be the first coach fired. But <laughs> that never happened yet. It's been two coaches fired already and he hasn't been one of them but I don't know man I don't I don't know when his time is gonna run out I really don't know but yeah man the rich got richer this week the Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell and I think he's gonna be nice with him man he's definitely gonna have to split some time with Clyde Edwards Alaire but I think those two will work out really really well and Le'Veon Bell he's so versatile you can use him in the uh, passing game you know, he can run the ball. He's he's still good, man. He's still good. I just feel like the Jets was just a bad fit. I don't know who advised him to go to the Jets. Uh, I, everybody and their mother could have saw that that was a bad, bad idea and it wasn't going to work out. You know what I'm saying? But let's need the hero there. Um, 
Let's hop into these predictions, man. We got Patriots Broncos. I'm going to take New England, but I, I, I won't be surprised, man, if the Broncos, you know, pull this thing out. But you give Bill Belichick this much time to prepare, I I don't think he loses. Next game, Titans Texans. Surprise, surprise. I'm going to take Houston though. Um, next game, Steelers Browns. I'm going to take. Ooh, this is a tough. Mm. It, it shouldn't be this this difficult. And both teams are four and one, by the way, man. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Browns. <laughs> um, actually, now Odell Beckham has been battling an illness all week. I don't know, bro. Give me the. Give me. Something is telling me to take the Browns, so I'm going to just take them. Something is telling me. Next game, Eagles and Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens. The Eagles are already ruled out a number of guys, including Lane Johnson, including Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to take the Ravens. Next game, football team, Giants. Oh, boy. Now, this one. I really don't know. I don't know. I have no feeling about this game. What the heck, man? Give me the football team. Next game, Vikings, Falcons. I'm actually going to take Atlanta in this one. I'm going to take Atlanta. Next game, Jags, Lions. It's something about these games, man, and I'm just not feeling it. I'm going to take... Give me the... Give me the Jaguars. What the heck? Next game, Panthers and Bears. I'm going to take the Panthers, man. They've been looking good under uh, new head coach Matt Rule. Uh, they've been looking nice, man. Give me the Panthers. Next game, Dolphins and Jets. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think the Jets will eventually get a game, but I don't know, man. Uh, give me the Dolphins. Next game, Bucks and Packers. We got a battle of two very legendary quarterbacks, two future Hall of Famers, obviously. Uh, we got Tom Brady going up against Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are fresh off a bye. We got the Buccaneers. They're going to have Chris Godwin back. Mm. Think this is more so a must win for the Bucs than it is the Packers, too. I'm going to take, take the Bucs. Sunday night football, 49ers, Rams. Man, this is tough. This is tough. Um, this is another tough one. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the 49ers in a bounce back spot, and be mindful: the Rams have only beat the NFC East. All four of their wins are against the NFC East. Next game: Bills, Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. And it's not even because of how bad the Bills played. I just think the Chiefs are better. Chiefs are also coming off. Of, both teams are coming off a loss. So this should be a good game. This is flexed to Monday at 5 p.m. So everybody tune in early. And then our last game of the week, we have the Cowboys and Cardinals. I'm actually going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Uh, but this game, sure, you should see a lot of points scored in this game. And the teams that are on buys are the Seattle Seahawks, the Chargers, the Saints, and the Raiders. And that is it, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. 
I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. Uh, please subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, it would mean a lot. Please subscribe wherever you are, any platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Uh, please show me some love, man. I really, really appreciate it. But I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I'm sorry for the delay in the episode. It's just been a difficult week. And this is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 145 is done. Peace.